0: Of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Clyde Riddlesbrood. He grew up in the entertainment industry. He worked with his father at a dinner theater in South Jersey, and he started his own theater company in the year 2000. He's personally been in more than 5,000 shows over his lifetime, and his company has performed more than 1,500 shows. Currently, that company, the Riddlesbrood Touring Theater Company, is one of the most successful and vibrant theater companies in the New York, New Jersey area, and they perform more than 100 murder mysteries and dinner shows every year at various restaurants, banquet halls, and other venues. In addition, Riddlesbrood produces several large Broadway style shows for their Arts on the Move performing arts program for children and teens. Clyde is also the author of what he calls the Curious Novel, The Greatest Brochure in the World, which illustrates how storytelling can impact a business brand in a positive way. And that's why he's here today to talk with us. He's going to be talking about how to use storytelling to help small businesses. Welcome to the show today, Clyde.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Oh, this is going to be fun today. So I said that you are going to help us learn to use storytelling in our businesses but before we do that, I want you to do a little bit of storytelling of your own i I read a very very brief bio on you but fill fill in the gaps a little bit what what were some of um what how did your family get involved in the entertainment industry and why did you decide to pursue that as well
1: well uh you know what just growing up in the um in my family was pretty much being exposed to entertainment uh like i said, my father Uh, was in a band for many years. My mother was also in a a, a different band for many years, uh, both of which did different shows. Uh, My father also was involved in a comedy sketch group when I was a kid, and he would always take me along to help load in the equipment and set up the lights and and do tech and things like that. So I just spent my whole childhood, you know, involved in it and, and meeting all the weird, strange, unusual people that are in the entertainment industry. Um, and, uh, you know, even I left for a while, I went into the military for a couple years. Um, and I really wanted to be, um, I really wanted to go to college and be an archeologist, but I just couldn't really ever shake the, the theater bug. And, uh, even though I, I got done college, I still just, I still stuck with it. And eventually just decided to start my own theater company. And it's just been on the road ever since.
0: Yeah, now when did you realize that storytelling had or yeah, storytelling and what you were doing for a living actually had applications to any small business?
1: Well, I would say the biggest thing um that helped me notice that is sales. And uh obviously as a small entrepreneur, uh, anybody that owns a small business realizes that, you know, even though it's your business you probably spend 99% of your time selling. Uh, and that was no different for me. So I spent most of my time going to restaurants, uh, going to bag of facilities, trying to get them to hire us for our for their entertainment. Um, so in the course of, of of going on sales call after sales call after sales call, I just began to realize that um, rather than d- giving them the bullet points of our price and why we're so great, uh, creating a relationship with the client uh, through storytelling was a more effective way to get them engaged, uh, get more time with them, uh, get them to know a little bit more of the essence of what we do, uh, rather than just sitting there trying to give them a brochure, you know, give them a business card and say, hey, give us a call. Um, it's just a better way to sync up with a, with a would-be client than just giving them the, the rote speech that a lot of salespeople do.
0: Sure. and I mean, that makes a ton of sense. So so what do you recommend that, uh, you know, I, we have an audience here of small to mid-sized business owners, and I'm sure at this point they're all ears, because as we all know with our businesses, sales makes the world go round. And anybody who can give us some tips on how to, to improve those sales is somebody we want to listen to. Talk to us about how we you even start that process. And, and I think, even even more than that, how do you make it seem authentic so that it doesn't seem like you're using a technique?
1: Well, one of the ways is, of course, when I first started, you know, this kind of came organically. So it wasn't like well thought out in the beginning. So I would just, you know, naturally in conversation, people tell stories like, you know, somebody says, well, how do I know it'll work for me? And then you go say, well, you know, let me give you an example. You know, last week we had a show and, you know, here's what happened. So some of that was somewhat natural. What I discovered as time went on is that you can kind of uh, tweak this eventually so that it it hits all the right nerves, uh, you know, that you need to hit. Like, so I'll use storytelling a lot and plan them out. And I have maybe in my toolbox like five or six different ones that I use pretty frequently to prove a point. Mm-hmm. So, so, for instance, one of the things in murder mystery shows and in interactive comedy shows that come up, one of the issues is people, um, they want interactivity. So they want you to be able to say, hey, everybody in the audience gets a chance to get in the limelight. For some reason in the industry, that's a big thing. So everybody keeps talking about that. But the reality is, is no show ever can really do that because, you know, not everybody wants to play. Some people are, you know, don't feel like being put in the spotlight. So I tell a story. I say, well, let me give you an example, you know, and I'll go through how somebody might have. Stood up, and another theater company made them feel uncomfortable, and it was just a an awkward situation. and And they get the idea then. When you walk them through an experience, they 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 actually realize, oh, you know what, you're right. That's not what I want. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, but you don't want to get into an argument with the client. So if they have a preconceived notion of how something is supposed to be, yes. Arguing with them and debating with them is a non-starter. The more you try to change their mind, the more distance you put. So you need to find a way to get them to come around to your thinking without actively, combatively debating with them. And that's what storytelling is. It's a back way. It's a flanking maneuver in order to give them the information they need without being in, in, uh, in a contesting situation with them.
0: And it it strikes me that although we're saying – we're talking about storytelling, and that implies that we're talking a lot, that really in order to tailor the story in the way that's going to get them to come around to the thinking you just described, you have to do a lot of listening, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to know – I mean, you may have in your toolbox five or six stories that you know that you've kind of really engineered and processed so that they're, they're really well thought out. Um, but you're right. You don't want to tell the wrong story. Yeah. So you want to make sure that a story is, is just a tool that you use in order to achieve a certain goal. So another thing is, is realize that people, especially if you're selling, they're going to decide on based on emotion. You know, everybody knows that people decide on emotion and validate with fact. And that's very, very true in sales. So when you're talking to somebody, you can give them all the facts in the world, but if you're not conveying the emotion, then they're just not going to get it because that's not what's making the decision. The emotional side is. Stories are a way to put them in the first person of your story. You can make them the character, the hero of your little story, and when you play that back for them, they're going to see themselves in that situation, and they're going to have a much deeper understanding uh, of, of the issue at hand. So another good example is people might not know how a typical murder mystery might go. They might not know how a dinner theater event will go. Mm-hmm. So I walk them through. I say, well, let me tell you last week, we had a great show for Comcast and uh, it was a Halloween show. And what they did was they gave us a couple of their uh, Comcast cable uniforms and we pretended to go into a haunted house and set up cable. And that was the whole thing. And that's how we customized it to them. And, they can, they can visualize it. They can picture it, and it seems like it, it, it's a lot of, it makes a lot of sense. The other thing is you, said, you mentioned authenticity. I would say the biggest thing is to be truthful. So oh, you probably already have stories and experiences from your business that you can use. Now, you might need to polish them a little bit, have a little creative license, mm-hmm. but just take a true story. And, you know, use a little bit of puffery, you know, just just to make sure that it achieves the goals necessary. And when you're telling something that's pretty much close to true, that's going to make it a lot easier.
0: Sure. And, and what I like about what you're saying is that when you go in and you're, you're just dumping on features and, and facts and, and so forth, you, you have to really remember those. But in a story, when you use the storytelling approach, there is a natural flow to it that uh, you, you don't have to memorize anything. You're in the moment, and things flow naturally. And and you because of that, you are able to create that emotional bond. You're able to move the relationship along, and typically the outcome is better.
1: Well, not only that, it's also a little bit slipperier. It's a little bit more evasive. So if you walk into a, um, a restaurant or, or a client, a prospective client, and you start with your pitch, right away, they'll get defensive, they're busy, they don't really want to deal with that. Um, so you can a story is a is an easier way to be able to sidestep that and say, "Oh, you know you're right, you're you're busy you know uh, you know you wouldn't believe what happened to me yesterday. It, it's a little bit of a way to get around that and get the content and information you need in a way that sounds like you're kind of relating with them, um, yeah. and then hopefully you get a little bit more time to make your points. So,
0: exactly. from a sales yeah.
1: perspective, that's the great tool of, of of storytelling. But it's also great for branding and uh, also product diversification as well. It really helps set you apart from your competition.
0: Definitely. Well. Because every story is different. Uh, the origin story is different. Uh, the different things that have happened as you've grown your business that can endear you, if I could use that word, endear you to your customers, even though the person down the street might be selling the exact same thing. that You're showing them who the people are behind your company when you use storytelling in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I always use the example too. Like there's a lot of different theater companies out there. And we're very unique in a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, like some of the other entertainers that are our competitors, we do a simple thing, you know, just like a DJ does. If somebody's having a family reunion or a special event, uh, they they would like sometimes to have entertainment there. They bring us in, we do the show, we leave. So logistically, it's pretty much the same with many different companies. Um, However, if, if a company's called ABC Theater... And another one is called Riddlesbrood Touring Theater. The first thing someone says is, well, that's an unusual name. What's that? What's right. that mean? Why do they call it that? So right away, you have a little bit of an advantage because now you've gotten them asking questions. You've injected mystery. You've injected some you know, enigma into the equation that beckons them to ask more. Whereas ABC Theater Company... They know, I guess, it's a theater company because it says the word theater in it. So there's no reason to ask more. They, they, don't, they don't need to have the initiative to progress forward and find out more. So that is another way story can help people get, get more business, and the business they have, people are a little bit more attached to it.
0: Exactly. Let's talk a little bit now about using acting to propel your business success. You've been an actor pretty much all your life, it sounds like. And how have you used the lessons? What, what are the lessons, first of all, that you can apply to business? And how have you used them?
1: Well, I would say, you know, again, it, it falls back on the sales side. I spend most of my time doing sales, too. Um, so, you know, the lessons of acting, you know, anybody who's been involved in community theater or especially improvisational theater knows that you have to have some basic skills to be successful on stage. Some of them are stage presence. You know, when you walk into a room, you know, you want to be noticed. You don't want to be that little mousy person that walks in. You know, that's not going to get any attention. Um, People respond to nonverbal communication much more instinctually than they respond to verbal communication. So your very presence, your posture, the way you present yourself immediately differentiates you from those around you. So if you're a salesperson and you walk into a place and you're commanding and have presence, immediately they're going to instinctually, subconsciously say, this person knows what they're doing. This person is an authority. Maybe I'll listen to them. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's just natural. The other thing is just vocal presence. You know, it's it's one, it's one thing to be in a conversation with somebody at a bar it's another thing to stand up on stage in front of 300 people without a microphone and command the audience that requires vocal energy. It requires uh, a certain um, uh, ability to control the intonation of your voice and know where to stress the words and where not to stress and how to, how to like, how to soak the words in emotion so that they really trigger certain emotional reactions in the in the listener. These are things that theater teaches you. And if you can employ those tactics in sales, you have a, a big, big advantage over your competitors. Especially if your competitors are just picking up the phone and saying, ABC, how can I help you? Right. You know? right. Who wins? It's hands down you win. That that Very, and that's just it.
0: Yeah. Well and the other thing too that strikes me is that no matter how many rehearsals you've had and how how much planning has gone into a performance, there's going to be moments during the actual performance when the curtain's open, something's going to go wrong, or you know the prop's not going to be in the place it's supposed to be in. Whatever it might be, uh, you have to be ready to improvise. And the same thing's true in sales, I would imagine that there's some corollaries there.
1: Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, well, that's the wonderful thing about what we do, because we do comedy, improvisation comedy. So, of course, you're constantly listening and, and reacting to the audience. So if you're telling a few jokes and, and using some material and you notice that they're not responding to it, well, then you start switching over to something else. You know, oh, they're not liking the silly stuff. Maybe we'll go scatological for a while. See if they like that. Let's <laughs> see if we can get a little political. Maybe they'll like that. No? Okay, well, let's see if we get a little bit of this. So you, you keep testing the waters until you feel the reaction and then you say, aha, that's what they want. And then you train your guns there and start shooting, you know? So, so you being a good listener and being observant and aware of your surroundings is, is definitely, um, important. And then having the ability to pivot and, and, and train your thought in that direction, that's another great skill. And that's also something that theater can teach. Um, so, if you 're a small business owner or an entrepreneur, it probably wouldn't hurt to be involved in a local community theater every once in a while. It'll just break through some of that glass barrier that people naturally have that inhibition
0: yeah, in addition to your uh, your theater company and the shows that you do, do you actually work with small businesses and teach them these types of uh techniques? yourself?
1: You know what? Every once in a while, you know, I'm a member of certain chambers of commerce, and I've been in locally involved in our community for, for some years. Uh, so in an informal way, uh, I, I've coached a few people, but uh, I'll be very honest. I'm so busy <laughs> trying to grow our business that I really don't want to have too many distractions in that regard, except for something like a podcast or, or an interview like what we're doing today.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope no, that, you know,
1: people can get some some useful tips out of it.
0: Yeah, no, it's been very interesting. And I know that you have a website that's full of information as well, and there's more information about you out there on that website. Can you tell us what that is and, you know, any other ways for people to get a hold of you if they're interested in continuing the conversation?
1: Sure. Well, if if anybody's looking for entertainment or if for whatever reason somebody heard something that I said and and really is interested in in, in starting a conversation, um, go to our website. It's www.riddlesbrood.com. That's R-I-D-D-L-E-S-B-R-O-O-D. Um, and there's a contact us page, and you can just email us or, or anything. And, and if I get an email, I'll definitely get back to any of your listeners with any questions they may have.
0: Yeah, and that, that's great. And then you do perform in and around the New Jersey, New York area. So can if somebody wants to catch one of your shows, if they've got a trip planned out that way, to, to just get a hold of you the same way or how, how do they find yeah, out? Yeah, certainly. I mean,
1: uh, you know, also take a look at our Facebook page. We post a lot of great information on there about upcoming events. And also, you know, we do New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, uh, Delaware, Maryland, we do, the whole Northeast kind of sector there. Um, so, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were in South Carolina for a, for a game show. So we do get oh, around wow. occasionally. Um, and it's an awful lot of fun. It's an awful lot of fun. So, if anybody has any private events or corporate events and they want to get their employees having a great time for a Christmas party or something like that, you know, give us a call. We'll, we'll do a great job for them.
0: Oh, it sounds like it would be a blast. Well, Clyde, thank you so much for sharing some of these insights and how you can use uh, acting and how you can use storytelling to help your business because they, there's certainly some strong analogies there and I can see why you saw that and, and want to share this with everybody. We really appreciate your time today.
1: Oh, thank you. It was a real pleasure.
0: Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.